following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. to another episode of Pick and Winners and what has become very regular for us. We had another winning week. I am Tyler Laurie. I'm joined as always by my co-hosts. First, up in the city of brotherly love, Chris Smalls, Angelo Smalls. How are you today? I'm good. I'm a little, I'm steaming a little bit. Um, there's a couple things going on that I definitely need to get off my chest. And then we had, uh, it's Wednesday night. There was a game on that I caught the end of. It was Penn State Duquesne. I'll talk a little bit about that, about that later. Isn't it Duke's me? <laughs> and in Maryland, not in a water tank today, but probably a couple beers deep, we have Andrew, Daddy Vegas, Bart. Bart, how are you? And uh, how good are we these days? You want to win .3 units? Listen to the show. Very sober tonight, Tyler. <laughs> That's all. That's all he has to say. That's it. <laughs> All right, why don't you, before we get into it, because I will say what Smalls is going to talk about with Duquesne and Penn State will end up on every bad beat segment in America uh, tomorrow morning. So we want to make sure we get it soon. But Bart, why don't you recap last week before we get into the show? All right, Tyler started 2-1 and one with his uh, bowl games. I believe he texted us North Texas did not do its part in him missing that over by it might have been half a point. I'm not, or a, a few points. No, no, it was, uh, I missed it by three. It was 52 to 13. The, the number yeah, you hit Fresno six. State minus four. Fresno State under easy. All of us missed the Pats game. Tyler had the over, no chance. Me and Smalls, Pats minus one and a half. They just don't look the same. I, I don't believe in Brady anymore. I don't know what to tell you. Tyler hits the Bengals minus two point five against. Was that uh, Oakland last week? Yes. Yep, Oakland. Yes. Smalls misses the Seahawks minus four, and a, a line that just really didn't feel right from the start. And correct. Yeah. I, I mean, Seattle was obviously the, the pick it looks like, but that, that one did not work out. Smalls hits the Falcons game, makes Tyler eat our words, saying we don't think the Falcons are good enough to be favored by nine against anyone. They win by a million. Smalls goes against me with the pack. I hit the Bears. I don't know. The, Tough. I just can't believe in Joe Philbin. The only Philbin I believe in is my guy Regis. Definitely the goat filled in. And then your underdog special of the week, outright winner in L.A., Eagles. Big Dick Nick. Doesn't need 11 points. He's going to win it outright. And I did skip one of my other winners, the Vikings minus seven, classic Kirk Cousins winner. And then the Jags minus seven. You should bet against Josh Johnson usually, but you should not bet on Cody Kessler as a touchdown favorite. So I, I learned my lesson in that one. 
All right, so two things about this this past week. One, Kirk Cousins, hilarious, right? They were up 21-0. They should have won the game by 40, and he throws a terrible pick six just to kind of, like, make Minnesota fans, like, shit their pants a little bit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Kirk Cousins, our quarterback. Like, for a minute, it was like, are they really going to blow a 21-7 lead? So Dalvin Cook looked awesome, though, so maybe they'll be able to get on a little run in spite of their quarterback. So, and then the other thing... <laughs> The other thing, the North Texas game, I don't want to call it a bad beat because it's really not. But if you had told me, like if you told me on the game was on Saturday, if you told me on Friday Utah State was going to score 52 points, I would have bet the over to like 85, honestly. Like you, North Texas scoring 13 with with all their coaches there and nobody sitting out, like that was, in, that was wild. Like to, so much public money was on North Texas too. So that one was a little bit disappointing. And then the Pats, like – just super weird stuff. Because even late in the game, it looked like I had no chance. The over was dead uh, after they had a bad pick at the end of the first half. But for you guys, like it looked like the Pats were going to cover. Like Brady has the ball down inside like the 15. And then like when's the last time you saw Brady like make a really, really like dumb, dumb play? Yeah, the, the pick the yeah. pick was awful. And then after Edelman gets them to like the 25 or 20, I can't remember exactly. They get a holding call that backs them up, and the the shots to Gronk just had no chance. No shot, like no shot. But that pick was so brutal. Like he he like bailed out and was like trying to throw it away, I guess, and just didn't really know where he was. Like you never see that. But so I mean, honestly, like right now, I mean, even and we didn't even talk about this, but the Chargers Chiefs game, like the AFC is all screwed up. Like the Chiefs are a ha- are, are a game up on the Chargers, but. Both these teams have tough games this week. The Chiefs have to go to Seattle on Sunday, and the Chargers have the Ravens at home. Yeah, the Chargers might end up as the one seed. I mean, that's insanity to think about. And then you have the like the Texans are the two seed. They're in Philly this weekend in a line that opened it. Philly was three and a half point dogs, and it, it's two and now they're two and a half point favorites. So like the stuff in the NFL right now is crazy. But let's. I mean, everybody wants to hear us talk about the Eagles. <laughs> it, it feels like. I don't know, Smalls. I mean, I don't want to get into this bullshit about like team of destiny or any of this. They were that last year. Everyone said so, but like, I don't. It, it, it feels like something is a little bit different. Carolina is out can of the mix I, now. Can I run something by both of you real quick? Go ahead, Bart. It's your show. You both went to Temple. You're both Philly guys, right? No. There's a statue up in. You, you're not going to claim to be. I know you're not an Eagles fan, but you're a Philly. Go guy. ahead. Go ahead with the. Uh, with There's a statue up in Philly. Who's the statue of right now? It's, it's Doug Peterson and Nick Foles. No. It's a it's a Rocky statue in front of the art museum. I I think they should tear the Rocky statue down and put up a Foles statue. We already statue. have one. We already did one. What, what are you talking about? I thought you were serious. There's a, No, I am serious. Well, there is a statue right now of Nick Foles and Doug Peterson. In front of the yeah, in front of in front of, in front of Novacare, right? The stadium. Out the stadium. It's out in the stadium. No, this needs to be this needs to replace the Rocky statue. Ooh, I don't know about that. We can't refla- replace a fictional victory with a real victory. I don't think that's a good move. But like Stallone's not even a Philly guy. This is just a movie. Dude, Stallone lives lived in Philly. It's a Gladwin house, bro. He's got a, he's got a restaurant. I don't know if maybe you've seen Creed Two. Was it's it in, was it called Adrian's? Adrian's. It's a, it's a really <laughs> the, the kitchen's in the basement. Uh, they have to walk the food up. It's really just yeah. He gets fresh tomatoes every day. You know, sometimes people help him unload it. But Smalls, let's talk about it for a second. Yeah, Eagles don't control their own destiny. Okay, as much as we want to say this, they don't control their own destiny Correct. because 
Minnesota can win out and still make the playoffs. Correct. Minnesota at Detroit this week, home for Chicago next week. Yeah. However, Philly catches a little bit of a break because the assuming the Vikings don't lose at Detroit, which is easily something Kirk Cousins can do, the Bears the Bears Vikings game will matter for the two seed because the Rams do have like Arizona and San Francisco back to back, but because that San Francisco game's at four twenty five. Bears Vikings is at one o'clock, so the Bears will play thinking that you know they can win and the, and the Rams can lose. So the Eagles are going to—I mean, fortunately, they're they're in a situation where you know if they win two games, I think it's somewhat likely that they make the playoffs. I really do feel this way, and I—I I thought they were dead in the water two weeks ago. I told you at the end of last week, I thought they were dead in the water. Yeah, I—I I mean, the, the, see, the thing with the Eagles is I don't think they're. I, I think there's some kind of magic. That's what I kind of believe in. And I don't want to get caught up in the bullshit like everyone's getting caught up in. But uh, the fact of the matter is the Bears and the Vikings, can that game be flexed? That's my first question. So it could, it could be flexed, okay. but I don't, me. I, I don't think it'll get flexed because I think if both – if Indy wins this week and Tennessee beats the Redskins and the Ravens lose – to the Chargers, I think NBC will flex Titans Colts because it's a, it'll be a win and in playoff game. Yeah, yeah. I okay. So that's good. That's that's the big thing that needs to happen because the one o'clock, the Bears and the Vikings, it needs to be at one because that game the Bears will have to play for that, being that the Rams and them are competing for that bye week, that home playoff game, uh, you know, and bye. So that's really important for the Eagles number one. Second thing is, listen, the Eagles got to win this game. I mean, people, I, I get it, and I'm Philly. I'm really positive and really optimistic, but this Texans game is not a walk in the park. This is a tough defense. They get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and that's the thing that scares me about Nick Foles. When teams really get a lot of pressure on him, he's not very good, like many quarterbacks, but he goes down a lot when teams get a lot of pressure. You got to look at the game last week. The reason why he was pretty good and by pretty good, I mean he didn't throw a touchdown, he threw a pick, but he wasn't being pressured at all. The offense took him. He was fair. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. On yeah, he, no touchdowns, one pick though. Yeah, he's pretty good. But if as soon as you get pressure on him, that's what scares me about the game. People will forget that Nick Foles wasn't electric against the Falcons in the first round uh, playoff game uh, or their first playoff game. He wasn't great in the final regular season games either. He wasn't very good at all. Yeah, awful Steve Sarkeesian just threw like a fade to Julio every play in that playoff game. What about th- what about this scenario? Hold on. What about this scenario? The Eagles win and the Redskins win and C- and NBC flexes Eagles skins next Josh Sunday. Johnson, prime time. I'm Josh Johnson. Colt might be back next week. No way. What? Didn't he break his leg? I'm serious. They said he might be back next yeah, week. He might be a better option than Josh Johnson. Here's my thing: the Sixers can, or the Eagles can make the playoffs. Like it's absolutely plausible. They control their own destiny in this. I'm not mathematically, but you've got to win those next two games. If not, you have no chance. I could also see the Cowboys just fully collapsing, losing to the Buccaneers. Their sphincter gets a little tighter against the Giants. They lose that game. Philly wins the division. Jason Garrett's fired. Um, the Dallas Cowboys get a lot better next year. <laughs> yeah, that might be the worst case scenario. Yeah, <laughs> something that you don't want. To say. So, so my question to you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this to Bart first. Go ahead. What do you do? Like, let's say Nick Foles wins the next two games. All right, Philly guys like Smalls, they're not able to separate that. Like Carson Wentz isn't like the golden boy. 
Isn't there some scenario where it's like, look, if I don't have to pay a quarterback $120 million, I'm going to trade Wentz and go with Foles? Or am I just being a troll? Seriously, Bart, am I? Maybe Nick Foles is worth $120 million. No, I don't think so. I mean, we know we know Carson Wentz isn't. But my thing is this: like, Carson Wentz is just see, the guy. That's see, that's that's trolling, and I get it, Bart. I get that you're troll. I get that <laughs> I'm you're not trolling. trolling. But the market, see, markets determine what the value of a quarterback is. You're you're not you're not very in tune with markets or finances. Here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. This is this is my point to everybody who's like Carson Wentz is the guy. We don't want to move on from him. If you won with your backup quarterback once, I'm not saying it's going to happen a ton because winning a Super Bowl is hard unless you're the Patriots. But like, if you won with your backup quarterback and your roster flexibility was the best thing about your team and your talent everywhere else was the best thing about it after that, like Howie Roseman's ability to manipulate that, then why would you do the one thing that you w- you can do to screw that up? Because like, I-, I honestly, as good as Wentz is, and he he probably is pretty good, but like. I mean, is Wentz Drew Brees or Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger? Like, Maybe and is. even Brees only has one Super Bowl. Yeah, you gotta also you gotta For remember now. Wentz is a is still a relatively young guy when it comes to professional development and being years and experience in the NFL. So you have to remember that. So we got to stop gauging quarterbacks. They're so young. Uh, you know, they're we're looking at two years, three years. You've got to look at. Years down the line, is Wentz going to develop? And that's where the Eagles brass gets paid. They have to understand how he's going to develop and how he's going to mature. At the end of the day, they got to end up paying the guy. I think that he's got a lot of talent. It's going to be about how you can improve him, how you can coach him, and all that stuff. But uh, does it worry you that does it worry you that Wentz is twenty five years old already and he's had three serious injuries? I hope. I hope they give him twenty five million. Three injuries is—it's scary, but that's you know that's what you get paid for to make those tough decisions, and the Eagles have to determine that. At the end of the day, I I think the right decision is to pay him that money and to make him your franchise guy and have that confidence and belief in him. I you know that that's just what you got to go with, in my opinion. It's just what you have to do. Can you what's what's a, re, a reasonable return for somebody like Carson Wentz? Got to win another Super Bowl with him, and he's got to stay healthy. I think he's got to first career. He's got to stay healthy. Healthy for no. I'm not talking about that small. I'm saying what he's talking about when they trade him because oh, Foles is better. About, I thought the return on investment. If you trade, no, obviously, you know, if you trade Carson Wentz, one who's taking him because there's no way they're trading him to an NFC team. It's not happening. And then two, what can you get in return for Carson Wentz? I mean, yeah, I, I got to think about the teams, but I would say you got to get. I got two. I got two, two in mind. Two years of first and second. Uh, first and second. Two years. Here, here, here are the, the Jags would hang up the phone when when it, they said first round. I think. Pick. I mean, the Jags are Jags are one team. I don't. I, I don't know if they would either. Honestly, I don't think they would do two years of first and seconds. I don't think we. This could be a draft day scenario where like. A million picks get traded, but as long as you get Putney with it, I think they'd end up doing it. It's all about. Well, that, I mean, the Eagles special team. The Eagles special teams is so good. I mean, the other team. I think that, that who's the other team? I think I think Denver. Yeah, yeah. Denver's always in that mode. The only problem is they didn't they just pay Case Keenum? Did they just no? He has him? a pretty reasonable deal. Like, he's like oh, a three-year yeah, deal. 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 So that'd be a team that you'd look into, like Denver, especially. You know, they're not getting any younger and their defense and they got Von Miller and all this stuff. 
They they want to win. They'll let it fly with Carson Wentz. How how will his brittle bones work in that altitude? <laughs> I'm looking at it from the Eagles. Smalls, did you miss that? Yeah, the bri- frail bones. And he's a troll. He's a troll. Troll bark. <laughs> the only thing that you have to ask yourself if you give Carson Wentz to the Denver Broncos, what are you really getting in return? You're not, you're probably not getting a high first round pick. You might get a mid first round the they're first. Gonna t- they're going to pick in the top. They're going to pick what, like 18, 15, 20? Yeah. Yeah, 15 15-ish. to 20. And then the next year, Carson Wentz with that team, let's say he's pretty good. Let's just assume he's a. Tw- Are you getting another 20 to 25? Would, they give you, would you trade him for a first round pick in Phillip Lindsay? No. I, I don't value running backs very. I'm not. I'm not a running backs guy. I think running backs are dime a dozen. You saw, and I don't think. Like, I don't think they'd trade like a first in Bradley Chubb because he's been really good this yeah, year. And I don't think. I don't think they would do that. I don't think Denver yeah, would I don't do think that. So yeah, and that. So that's that's the other part about like not paying Wentz. It's like you're not going to let him walk, obviously, but the market may not be there for him because we don't know if people value him like you know Philly morons value him. Yeah, the the other team to think about though. And if you wanted to go in the NFC, just off the top of my head, and I think you guys all know where I'm going down here, but you go down south, you take a little trip to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you you bank on that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got no chance. Like, their organization is a mess right now, and even if Carson Wentz goes there, they're not going to affect you. You're going to be all right. But Carson Wentz would make sense, and you might get a haul from the Bucs because they're desperate, and the next coach is going to want a quarterback in there. Yeah. The the Bucks, the Bucks are one of the NFC teams that makes sense. Let's go to the AFC for, for real quick. Uh, Ravens are the sixth spot right now. They go to the Chargers. I don't know who the Colts play off the top of my head. Somebody not very good. I know they're nine-point favorites. Anybody know who the Colts play? As, the Giants. Yeah, Colts are, okay, Colts have the Giants in Indy, and then obviously the Skins are in Tennessee, and they are 10-point favorites. Do we see – I mean – if the Ravens lose, I mean, who do you think of those three teams? Who's making the playoffs, guys? Bart, who do you think? If Indy loses or? No, I'm saying, like, of the three AFC teams that are uh, right now in the in the hunt for the sixth spot, who do you ultimately see? I mean, are the Ravens – you think the Ravens could beat the Chargers? They probably can, but – No. They have the they- – I, I think this week sets up really bad for Baltimore. Indy had an extra three three days of rest, and they're playing on the short week, playing Saturday night. With the Ravens flying cross country, they've got a lot working against them this week. Plus, again, plus one of the most athletic defensive fronts in football right now. We haven't and really. Melvin seen, Gordon seems like he's, he's going to be back. Probably going to be back. I mean, the Chargers right now. Like, I don't even know if you guys have Bet Online open in front of you, but like, I do. Their super their Super Bowl odds have got to be really pretty juicy. Like, I don't even they they they've probably gone down a good bit. But like, if you had them before Thursday night at like plus a thousand, like you got to be feeling pretty good yeah. about that. Tyler, Bet Online is my homepage. <laughs> every time I open, every time I open Google Chrome, it goes straight to the NFL lines on BetOnline. I'd expect nothing less from a savage. Like here's this. the here's the other thing too. Steelers at the Saints, big game for the Steelers. They obviously need it, even though beating New England last week makes it harder for the Ravens to make the playoffs if they don't get a wild card. But there is a scenario too where the Steelers lose their last two games and the Ravens split and. I guess one of uh, Pittsburgh still makes the playoffs, right? Pittsburgh still wins. The I do not like the Ravens, but I don't mind watching them play well with Lamar because it drives their fans crazy. But I cannot stand the Steelers. Watching them trot out Boswell to kick every week is awful. And some of the throws, 
that Ben makes, like he's just a frustrating person to watch so that's going to come up in picks but I, I i have this game in my picks but ben is clearly hurt like i know he does dumb shit but like his ribs i mean he could he looks like this he does this every year except this year it's happening more frequently yeah i mean i like i said i for some reason like this steelers team and again i, I had on the sheet are the pats done but i don't really want to talk about it but like i mean jalen samuels rushed for like 150 yards on the pats and i don't i mean they're not gonna be able to run on the saints like that at least i don't think so so I'm not sure how they're going to like how they're going to move the ball. They scored 17 points right against the Pats, like, and that's a terrible defense. Like, I don't know. The Steelers are very uninspiring, so I'm sure they'll make this. I totally agree with that. I I also think yeah, I I do not have the game, but I lean I looked at taking the Bills plus the 13 just because I don't trust I don't trust New England, and the Bills defense is still pretty good. Yeah, the Bills Bills D is third in DVOA overall. It's like it's uh I want I want to say it's Bears. Yeah. Bears. I mean, Josh Allen could develop into like a decent quarterback if he gets a little better throwing it. He's sort of know. he's sort of just a worse version of Tyrod Taylor right now. Like he runs a little bit better and throws it a little bit worse, but they both do the same thing and he turns it over a little bit more than Tyrod does, but Tyrod. You won't like me saying this cuz you hate Sean McDermott, but their offensive game plan's pretty smart. Where like they know they're not that good, so they just take a lot of shots downfield to like foster, knowing that their offense kind of stinks. We've got to gamble a little bit. He does the same. Like hope we, yeah. He does the same like thing that Houston did last year with Deshaun, where it was like hard play action, two receivers, deep shots, easy throws to the line of scrimmage. I actually thought about this the other day, especially last, especially last week when they had zero running backs left on their team. Well, I I was really critical of Sean McDermott on the air many times, but like he's pretty clearly an okay coach. It's just his handling of the quarterback situation was so bad. And good for him, Nathan Peterman back in the NFL on the Raiders practice squad as of today. Fade fade anyone John Gruden likes. Speaking of coaches, I know this isn't on the sheet or the prep or anything, but speaking of coaches. Is is Riverboat Ron finally out? Like, is he is he going to be done? Like, he can't. I think he's got it. The only thing that the only thing that may save him is Cam's clearly been hurt for a while. That could save him, but I think the way that the team as a whole played, minus the defense, defense was good against the Saints. Six straight losses. Yeah, I feel like he lost his job on Monday, and I feel like Jay Gruden saved his job. And. And Wilkes in Arizona is just done, too. You think he's done? They just hired him, right? I've read he's done anyway. One more thing, and then we'll move on. The Jets are apparently going hard after Mike McCarthy. I feel bad for their fans. I saw that. That's a ter- That's just a terrible <laughs> decision. And Sam, and Sam Darnold. One thing with the Panthers, like, it was so obvious. Like, two weeks ago, we talked about it. Like, Cam couldn't throw a Hail Mary. And like I said, like, this is a dude who, in you know, when he's fully healthy, can throw the ball you know, a hundred yards in the air. Like he's got a huge arm. It was so clear that he was injured. Like he couldn't, I mean, throws that he's not the most accurate guy to begin with, but like he was way off on throws. It was terrible. Like, I mean, Christian McCaffrey has their only passing touchdown. Like, come on guys. Like you can't, I know you're, before it was announced that they were shutting him down today. I cut him from a fantasy team with Dak Prescott as my only other option because I can't play him anymore. There is some scenario, by the way, Smalls, you're exactly right. Where, Dallas somehow loses to Tampa this week. Like Jameis has a big game, and then all of a sudden Jameis Winston's a quarterback for the Cowboys in a year. I'm telling you, like that's you imagine, that's Jerry Jones. Can you imagine though? Eight, they're eight and seven, and if the Eagles win, and they've got to go to New York and win. That oh, the Giants will the the Giants will want to beat the oh, shit yeah, out of them well, for sure. That's gonna be that would be 
an amazing it, it's so bittersweet though for me like at, at the same point you want the cowboys to win the division to continue this road of ginger garrett uh but on the other end of the spectrum you'd like another division title and a home playoff game you want to make the playoffs uh all right let's uh let's go into fades and smalls i i'm fairly certain that i know what you're gonna fade so i'm excited yeah to hear um it. i just i mentioned it earlier i just watched the game uh i watched duquesne penn state i just watched the end of the game and uh, Keith Thambrot lost his, his stuff. I threw a couple tweets out there. Not something I do. I added a couple people. I asked a few questions. You know, did my journalistic duties. Really what I want to fade is, uh, and I've probably done this on the show before, but I, I really think someone needs to stand up and um, officiating. Uh, officials need to be punished. They need to be not just punished, but they need to be prosecuted for what they do. I, I was not watching the game. Can you tell me what happened? Yeah, you got to hear this. First of all, small, Bart, the line on this game was five and a half. Five and a half. Okay, just remember five and a half. No big deal. I didn't have any money on it. Would have watched the whole game if I did. But there's – so Duquesne, 10 seconds left. They make two free throws to tie the game at 67-67. Pat Chambers has two timeouts, doesn't call a timeout. They inbound the ball with pressure to Lamar Stevens. Lamar Stevens goes down the court – the right side of the court gets the three point line, gets his uh, you know drive kind of cut off. Lamar Stevens pushes off, gives a push, so the guy falls back. It's actually a good no call, but he pushed off. Good no call. Lamar Stevens then drives, so he's driving from the right side of the three point line straight to the block, like almost a forty five degree angle. He goes up, the guy slides a little bit. Lamar Stevens jumps to the side, misses the layup. Ref calls a block. So it's a blocking foul call. So they miss the push-off. They let that be a no-call. And then they call a block. Two shots with 5.4 seconds left. A really tough call to make at the end of the game. And if you know anything about basketball or flows of game or giving calls to people, and about officiating, if, if you're that dumb to make that call, you should be screamed at. So Keith Dambrot loses his stuff. He's out of the coaching box. He's cursing and all that stuff. Nah, you gotta you gotta keep your cool that late, even if it's garbage. Official gives him a T. Gives him a T. He's pissed off because there's two shots and now there's a T. He's going crazy. He's got like four people, coaches and players holding him back. He's pushing and shoving and going crazy. His ties all over the place. He's just a little guy and he's all fired up. He's cursing. Double technical ejection. So now you have six shots. And they don't get the ball after these T's, but they have six shots. They make all six free throws, and Penn State goes up six. Duquesne rolls the ball. Penn State steals the roll in. Game over. Lose by six. Bad beat. I, I, I just I know the bad beat, and we'll talk about that. But I, I, I hate officials. I think they're really bad at their jobs. I don't think they're trained properly, and I don't think they understand the concept of sports it's not always letter of the law it's not always by the book you have to understand when you have to give calls to other people because you screwed up if you're too stubborn to realize your mistakes and realize when you made a bad call and you don't give another call that's really bad officiating there's good officials but most of them are terrible they're bad humans no one likes them That's a good one. The beat was the beat was really bad. And Keith Embrot's a pretty calm dude, like at this point in his yeah. career. So it must have been real bad. And it's you know, nothing. It's never good if good things happen for for Penn State. So. so guys, take it away with your fades. 
Well, I've got I've got one just real quick. Like Sports Center these days, the Sports Center top ten used to be like the best thing ever. And like now it's just essentially every single day there's like LeBron and Zion. And like Zion's block last night on Jalen Lowell, and if you guys didn't see it, he legitimately hit his the side of his back on the backboard. It was it was absurd. But that was number two. LeBron was number one, or Jared Allen's block on LeBron was number one. It was a good block. LeBron tried to dunk it. Two-nothing game against the Nets. LeBron tries to dunk it. And then they proceed to put up a graphic of, like, all the times that LeBron has gotten dunks blocked. And it's, like, 15 times in, like, the history of his career. And I'm just, like, so tired of, like, propping LeBron up. But then they did something else I thought was really bad. And it was in the, uh, Dev- like, the New Jersey Devils-Maple Leafs game last night. The Leafs won 7-2. to but they had the Devils goalie making a save when they were down 5-1 to one in the third period. They had him saving a breakaway. And I just like, to me, it's like it's not really a top 10 play if you've already given up five goals. You know, like. <laughs> I, I agree. It, it, just, it just doesn't work. Like, it's just. And, and, and I even get it that, like, Mackenzie Blackwood had, had come into the game. Like, they had pulled the previous goalie. But it's like, look. I get it. It's a good save. But, like, your team's getting their shit kicked in. It just, it to me. I, I just think like Sports Center top ten, like we need to do a little bit better. It's the better. same thing as my like, fade. It, you have to be aware. You have to be aware of situations. It's you know, but what it's I mean? like it's just like the LeBron thing is crazy because like it's just Jared Allen had like a really good block, like a good block, but like number one overall play, like Zion almost ripped the backboard down. Like, come on, it's just so stupid. One other quick fade, if you guys didn't see this article in the Athletic, and I can't remember who wrote it, but it was going around on Twitter about Mike Piazza running an Italian soccer league team into the ground, like spending all this money and then the team going bankrupt and folding. Pretty hilarious story. Uh, I hadn't really thought about Mike Piazza in a long time, but I'm fading Mike Piazza because he bought the team and then in year two, he put his wife in charge of the team because he didn't know what to do. And so he he wasn't sure, so he let his wife be the primary decision maker. So I'm just fading Mike Piazza's business sense. Love it. Piazza's best. Uh, Bart, what what do you got? I'm fading all... Adults named Penny. <laughs> I love Penny Hardaway. I loved. I loved his press conference. Penny is a loser. He loses to the Vols by ten on Saturday, and then comes up with some uh, myth- mythical scenario where during a, a late game timeout, Tennessee's players tried to start a brawl. Penny's a loser. Did you, did, hold on, hold on. Did you actually? Did you actually see that? So. Alex Lomax, who has played for Penny Hardaway for like five years, and I played for him in high school, said something to Jordan Bone, and Jordan Bone went to the Memphis huddle like with his fist balled up, and we don't—I don't know what was said at that point. Nobody knows. Penny said that like Jordan Bone said something like "You guys want to go," but Alex Lomax actually said something to Jordan Bone to to start whatever it was. But Jordan Bone did go to their bench and try to like escalate it. Don't don't let facts get in the way of your fade, Bart. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. But I will say something, Bart, the one thing Penny Hardaway is going to prove, you know, Penny might be a good coach. He might not. But at the end of the day, the dude's going to get some players and they're going to be good. (laughs) Showing you that coaching doesn't matter too much. Now, is it good for player development? Yeah. And I think Penny Hardaway might be a good coach. I don't know much about the guy. But the he wasn't so good on Saturday, dudes. giving up 102. Yeah, but he's he doesn't even have his players in yet. He's about to get some guys. They scored they scored 92, so pretty pretty good game. That one went over. But I did think his press conference made him look a little foolish. Like I'm all in for him saying stupid stuff, but him saying like, you know, Rick Barnes, get the f out of here or whatever. Like probably not the best thing to say. Not smart. Rick Barnes is just 
Rick Barnes is just going to schedule some better teams in two years, and this series will be over again. Mem- That's probably Memphis true. needs this game more than the Vols. Good call. Memphis has Memphis has the number one player in the country coming in right now. So, and then probably Trendon Watford soon enough. Not sure what that bag job was, but let's uh, let's get into picks. Um, like I said, eight and seven last week. Bar, what are the season standings between the three of us? You are one game ahead on Smalls. At four, you are forty five thirty three and two. Mm, that's why Smalls forty four thirty four and two. I am se- uh, yeah, seven wins back. It looks like I have seven fewer wins and eight more losses, so seven and a half back. A million losses. All right, so five. Yeah, but picks, I got so many pushes always. in there. I only have like one more on my win loss record than both of you. One more time, if you are betting bowl games, like the ones I'll give you today, I'll tell you who's not playing. But if you are betting bowl games, make sure you're checking to see who's playing. Also, make sure you check the date and time because we are getting to the time of the year where bowl games pop up on Thursdays and Fridays and stuff, getting into the holidays. So we've got a we've got a Buffalo game coming this week. <laughs> that they are they are that that game is in my pick. <laughs> so. I like it. I like it. Well, I'm going to take you guys over right to the NFL, and there's some wild lines like. A lot of points going to some recognizably bad teams, but I'm actually yeah. This is a weird. This week. is this is a it's weird. It's a week. super weird week. It's really weird. I think this is an easy week. Okay, that's that's. I'll tell you what. Hold on before before we start because I'm sure Smalls is still going to bet the Eagles. But like, if the Eagles were catching three and a half at home, I was going to bet I, that was going to be a max unit bet. There's no way that they should have been three and a half point dogs. Like seriously, that was a joke. Vegas. Vegas is probably so exposed at that number right now. Yeah, good, good point. All right, great point uh, by you. I'm actually gonna after you know talking about Ron Rivera and talking bad about him. You know the Panthers are at home and they're playing the Falcons, and I realized the Falcons just blew somebody out, and it was a no contest against the Cardinals. But I'm taking the Panthers getting three and a half points at home. I realize, you know, what kind of line that is and everything like that. But I just think the Panthers are going to at least keep this game close. And it's a division game. It's going to be a field goal. They're technically still in it uh, at that point. It's a one o'clock game. So I expect the Panthers to come out and play pretty well and get their offense going a little more and uh, compete with the Falcons here. All right, Smalls, I'm, I'm going to do something stupid here, but I'm going to ask you, on the air, if you can name Carolina's starting quarterback this week. Wait, why? Is it not Cam Newton? They shut him down. It is, it is not. They shut him down. We just talked oh about Oh, my this. goodness. How can anyone bet any of your picks? I didn't. I didn't hear about it, but I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna take the three and a half anyway. That sounds even better. Who's I, the, Who's their quarterback? Who is it? It's probably Derek Anderson. No, that that would be very funny. He was on the Bills. It's Taylor Heineke. I'm just gonna t- I'm. This is annoying. This is this is annoying because no one's going to follow Smalls' pick, so this will just get eliminated. But I'm going to take Atlanta. I'm going to take Atlanta minus three and a half as my second pick. I even I'm sure the line's going to change, but like, there's no way I'm betting on Taylor Heineke. Like, if Matt Ryan loses this game, like, well, just, he just doesn't give have to lose. We're getting points at home. Smalls in in games this year where you've picked against, well, me because you haven't picked against Tyler yet. You're one and two. I think you're getting to one and three after the week. Well, I like it. That's what we said about the Falcons. Well, I mean, okay. Like I said, my 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 first one, and I usually don't go to the NFL first, but my first one's Atlanta minus three and a half at Carolina. 
My first, I've, I've got both Saturday games, but I don't know if the, the I think the Titans are going to win the, the early Saturday game. Are they good enough to win by 10 and a half points? I do not think so. I think the Redskins keep it close. Skins plus 10 and a half. I feel like you've been wrong on the Redskins a good bit. I, you had their numbers down early, but I don't know if you've had, I think you've been on the wrong side of them a, a lot this year. I was definitely wrong last week. I mean, the, what's the number? Like 36 now or 37? It's got to be low. 37. Derek, I mean, what, what's the player prop on Derrick Henry? Uh, I will look that up as we continue. I do want to thank Tyler. He had me uh, take the first half under in that Skins-Jags game. Very good. I also gave out a basketball winner tonight. I gave out USC or uh, South Carolina, Virginia under 133. Bart didn't bet. You told me that. And then when it when it was posted for me, it was eight points lower, so we did not like it. It would have hit it 125. All right, smalls. Right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Lions getting five and a half Love at it. home because you know why? Because like you guys said, Kirk Cousins is playing, but I also think the Vikings in general are looking to that Bears game. And I don't think they're as focused on this Lions game, whereas they should be laser focused because they have to win out, you know, to guarantee a playoff spot. That's all they really have to do is win out. And you know what? The Lions not great at home, but I think they can hold their own. I'm taking those five and a half points. Uh, just a quick note on that. They did shut down on Johnson today, but that hasn't mattered quite as much because he hasn't, you know, his playing time. He hasn't played in about four or five yeah. weeks anyway. Let me jump in. I found the Derrick Henry numbers. You can bet anywhere from 71 to 121 yards at 81 or 81 or more. It's it's basically That's even money. Actually, he's. I think he's going over that 81. Uh, I do want to say just real quick on the Vikings. People are asking me like who I'm rooting for. I, I want the Eagles to make the playoffs because if Nick Foles makes the playoffs and Kirk Cousins misses, I control about Carson Wentz and I control about Kirk Cousins. So for my specific brand. We're looking for Seahawks in the five seed, Russell Wilson. Carson Wentz is going to play in the playoffs. Mm, so. I don't think so, Smalls. Not when Nick Foles wins won the last three games and they benched him, I would fire Doug Peterson. Argument. Oh, yeah. Let's talk. We're talking today for four hours. If the hypothetical Carson All comes right, Tyler, back. second pick. We're going to go to the Bahamas Bowl. This is on Friday. This is Toledo and Florida International. We're going to go over the 58 and a half. Two offenses that are top 34 in the country in offensive efficiency, and Toledo's 11th in scoring offense, but 84th in scoring D, FIU 31st in scoring O. Neither team's looking to defend. Let's roll up some points in a shootout. It's going to be a bright and sunny day. FIU is missing Sean Darius Phillips as their second leading rusher, but he did only have 94 carries this year. They're really balanced on the ground. They got five guys with 75 carries or more, and Toledo's expecting everyone to play. So we're just going to go over 58 and a half and crack a beer early on Friday. Bart? I hinted at this one earlier. My second one, the late Saturday night game, lay the four and a half with the Chargers. I think it's just some bad circumstances for the Ravens. They've got a short week. The Chargers have a couple extra days. The Chargers need this game. They could possibly get the one seed. I know Baltimore also needs this game to win the division, but I, I just like the Chargers with the extra rest, getting Melvin Gordon and probably Keenan the, Allen. The back. Chargers are legitimately good. Like their front seven is really scary. Derwin James is awesome. Offense looks really good. Phillip Rivers with one of the best throws you'll ever see on that fourth down play last uh, Thursday. Chargers are scary, man. Yeah, was that to Benjamin? Yeah, Chargers are scary. That That's a good team. Smalls. The next one, uh, I the Cleveland Browns' next head coach. You know it. 
uh, next year will be solidified. It is going to be Greg Williams. You heard it here first, and you know why? Go for the head. You know why? Because he's gonna be, they're going to beat the Bengals by about 21 points. They're favored nine and a half points against the Bengals. The Browns are favored nine and a half points, boys, at home. They're playing good football right now. I expect Baker to dish it out, and they're going to win by 21. Forget about it. Take it home. Ride the bus, baby. Greg Williams. All right, my uh, my what is this, third? I got Memphis minus three and a half versus Wake Forest in the Birmingham Bowl. I will preface this right away. No Daryl Henderson for Memphis as he prepares for the NFL draft, but Memphis is still just going to run, 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 run. They have another 1,000-yard rusher, Patrick Taylor, in the backfield, and Tony Pollard is their third running back, and he averaged seven and a half yards a carry on uh, about 100 carries this year. So Wake, 91st against the run. I don't expect Wake to bring a big crowd down to Birmingham. It's a wine and cheese crowd anyway. This is probably going to be more like a Memphis road game or Memphis home game. So we're just going to roll it. Memphis covers three and a half. Bart? You know who's overrated and has been all year? Who? The Jacksonville defense. Give me the Dolphins lane four and a half. We're betting against Cody Kessler. I think Balaj, or I'm not even sure how to say the, the new running back's name, and Adam Gase will win this one comfortably. You know, guys, uh, this hurts me to take this game. It's the Sunday night special. Uh, and as much as I want to see this team lose. I'm on this one too, so I hope you've got the other as side. As much as I want to see this team lose and help the Eagles, I do believe that the Seahawks are going to win outright against the Kansas City Chiefs. That stadium's going to be buzzing. Uh, this is a total Seahawks setup game. They just lost to the Niners last week. They're getting two and a half points. Take the Seahawks, two and a half points versus the Chiefs. I love this game. It's my pick of the week. Yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris Carson rushing prop on this one, guys. KC cannot stop the run. I've got the other side on this one. Give me the Chiefs laying the two and a half. I think the Chiefs get back to how they've been playing before. Wait, is this a, is this a get right? Is this a get right game? Is this a get right? I don't know if you can really call it a get right game when you've been awesome all year, <laughs> though they did not look good the last quarter against the Chargers. Uh, all right, my fourth is. In our, uh, we're going to go with our guy Lance Leopold or whatever, Buffalo and Troy. We're just going to take over 49 and a half Saturday, Dollar General Bowl, Birmingham, Alabama, I believe it is. No, that's uh, Dollar General. I'm not sure where it is, but Buffalo offense is 32nd in SP, 10th in FE, F- Mobile, Alabama. Alabama. There we go. 10th in FEI and 26th in scoring O. The number's just too low. Uh, Troy's defense is actually pretty good, uh, pretty good efficiency, and then 23rd in scoring D, but. They want to run the ball, and despite the numbers like that I talked about with their defense, they give up over five yards of play. Buffalo averages about 5.8 per play. I don't think they're going to slow Buffalo down that much. So I think this – I'm not sure who's going to win the game. I think it's going to be like 28-24, you know, 31-28, something like that. I, I just don't think Troy's played enough, like, big-time prospects. The Sun Belt League, like, in the Sun Belt, like, guys want to ground and pound it, and that's not what Buffalo's going to do. So I think this is going to be a pretty close game, but I think we're going to be pretty comfortable going over 49 and a half. Uh, small is your fifth. My final pick. My final pick. I am taking. I'm going Bart's route. The get right game. The Los Angeles Rams on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. They're 14 point favorites. I, I just feel like the Rams are really going to get their offense going against a subpart team 
who has completely, and when I say completely, I mean utterly quit the game of football. This is going to be a walk in the park. They're going to get right. They're going to get their offense on track. They'll be able to rest Gurley a little bit, help his knee out. They're going to win this game. I'm looking at it. I'm saying 41-10. And and turnovers. I'm talking about the defense getting right too for the Rams. So Rosen's been maybe the worst rookie quarterback. Yeah, and think about Aaron Donald. You think they're game planning like the last two teams with the Eagles and the Bears did to stop Aaron Donald? There's no chance. They're leaving Aaron Donald one on one. He's getting three sacks this game. They're they're woefully bad. Uh, All right, my last one: Saints minus five and a half at home against Pitt. Pitts reeling, took an all-time bad New England performance for them to not lose that game. Uh, they've got to go on the road to New Orleans, and quietly, New Orleans has allowed the least po- amount of points per game in the last month. New Orleans is second. Their defense is very good. Yeah, New Orleans is second in DVOA, fourth and O, and all the way up to eighth in D. They've risen about 12 spots in the last four weeks. Pitts' offense is still pretty scary, but like I said, I think Roethlisberger's hurt, and we know how he feels on the road. No James Conner, and I, I don't expect Jalen Samuel to have a huge game again. If New Orleans wins this game, they clinch home field and they can sit their guys in week 17. I think this is a get-right game for the Saints offense. And I, I do right. I do expect them right. to win, I do expect them to win this game going away. I, I think this is not going to be as close as people think. Yeah, a lot, a lot of get-rights. I love it. I'm going to review. I'll recap no, my Bart, Bart's got one more, right? He does? I got one more. Hurry up. I expect this team to win outright. They're getting three points. Aaron Jones is out. Aaron Rodgers is talking about he's only going to play out the season because he's a leader or some other garbage. He's a loser. He got his coach fired. The interim coach sucks. Give me Sammy D and Robbie Anderson plus three. They're playing well lately. Jets plus three. I can't believe – I cannot believe that this spread is only three. Like I thought they, – they love taking the Packers money in Vegas. Like I thought this would be like five or six and the Jets would just – like the public would get killed because they take the backers. Three seems decently right. I'm not buying into Green Bay. They suck. All right, let's recap. What do you got, Smalls? Let me me recap. And I love this pick even more as I dove into the research, but I got the Panthers getting three and a half at home versus the Falcons. Then I got the I can't wait till that jumps to like six and a half. And I'll take it at three and a half. I might take it out tomorrow. Tomorrow. And I'll take the Lions getting five and a half against the Vikings. I will take the Cleveland Browns uh, minus nine and a half at home against the Bengals. I will take the Rams on the road uh, favored by 14 points against the hopeless Cardinals. And the Sunday night special, I'm taking the home team, the Seattle Seahawks, getting two and a half points at home versus the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, in order, we've got Toledo and FIU over 58.5 in the Bahamas Bowl on Friday. We've got Memphis minus 3.5 versus Wake Forest in the Birmingham Bowl on Saturday. Buffalo Troy over 49.5 in the Dollar General Bowl on Saturday. And then I believe we have Atlanta minus 3.5 at Carolina starting Taylor Heineke. And then the Saints minus 5.5 at home versus Pitt. Redskins plus 10.5, Chargers minus 4.5, Dolphins minus 4.5, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 plus 3, and the Chiefs minus 2.5. All right, real quick before we get out of here, Bart, what movie are you seeing on Christmas Day? I'm not sure. I was planning on seeing The Mule, but that's getting some mixed reviews, so I've got to wait till some of these movies get released on Friday and we see uh, what's fresh and what's not. And then I have a suggestion for you. Stay home, Netflix, 
Watch Roma. Forget about it. True story about Roma Smalls. This is this is how stupid I am. I wanted to watch it, and I went to turn it on, and then I I knew that it was in it. it you have to read subtitles, and I was like, eh, I'm not really in a mood to read a ton. So I decided not to watch Roma this week because I was like thinking I was, you know, I just wasn't in the mood to do that much reading. But I heard the movie's amazing. I heard Roma's a- absolutely outstanding. That's what the reviews are off are are off the chain, as our friend Pierre Lapis would say. <laughs> All right. Well, and Smalls, what do you what do you got for th- uh, what do you got for Christmas? Just uh, at, you're going to Rachel's. Seven and- fishes. We do a little seven fishes Christmas Eve at my aunt's house. You know, all all the fishes. I'm eating a lot of that. I'm tasting. I'm tasting. I'm drinking some what red are the wine. Fish? Maybe some white one. Uh, this year, you know, I don't know. We usually have like snapper soup. Uh, we usually have the anchove. Uh, a lot of different fish. Sometimes it goes over. This seven. sounds like a terrible, terrible dinner. I think well, having. No, so, cha- I think having. It's a tradition. It's a very traditional. Bar. Okay, I was going to say, I think me having Chinese food and then going over to raid Tyler's mother's fridge is going to be much, yeah. much better. There's no, there isn't going to be anything in that fridge on, on Christmas Day because I'm not going to be there until later that night. I'm uh, at the in-laws for the next couple of days do, doing the old 12 Does your mom drive. listen to the podcast? Uh, it's highly unlikely that she listens to the gambling podcast. Sometimes she listens to the guests, but she quit after like thirty. If she episodes. listens to this, if she listens to this segment, please prepare some chocolate cake. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm doing the doing the drive from Nashville to PA uh, actually tomorrow. So when you guys hear this on Friday, I'll be out of the car, but uh, it will stink doing that twelve hour drive. Um, next week, Tuesday, right? Smalls, no uh, new episode from us. We are going to do a little bit of a best of. We will have three interviews back to back for you know some people that. Want to hear about some, maybe some coaches who coached in the Final Four, maybe some head coaches. We will see. And then we will be back on next Friday to preview for sure the college football playoff and uh, gamble on some other bowls. But happy holidays to everybody out there, whether or not you're going to see a movie or you're opening a bunch of presents. Whatever's going on, travel safe. People are, tend to be kind of crazy this time of year. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening. If you like what you hear, rate us five stars. Leave us a review. If you do that and it's five stars, Reach out to me. I will send you a koozie. I will even put a little bow on it for you, a little gift wrap. So I'm still owed a koozie for my five and a week. That's correct. I will bring one. I will bring one home with me. Uh, but you can reach out to us. We are create your shot on Twitter, create your shot pod on Instagram, create your shot on Facebook, and create your shot at gmail.com. And uh, like I said, thanks as always for listening. And I hope uh, everybody has a wonderful holiday. And you still remember to pick one.